Everybody, thank you for tuning back in on this Wednesday to Verbal Assault live stream. I'm your host, Marquis Devereaux, and uh, today's topic is: Is the doctor in or out? Uh, questions and answers about Fauci. There has been a viral video that has went up several times about a doctor who has worked in conjunction, not for Fauci, but has worked in conjunction with Fauci. Dr. Judy Mikovits. Please repeat it. Dr. Judy Mikovits. Okay. Okay, I'm going to let Cherokee. Thank you. I'm going to let Cherokee say the name because I might have a little bit of tongue twister. Um, I'm having problems. Go ahead. <laughs> back again on this Wednesday, we have uh, YouTube personality Cherokee Black joining us, including um, political Firestorm host Rob Arnold, international entrepreneur uh, Samuel Kuchera. I have a uh, hospitality guru and uh, uh, the personality and wigster of the day, Mr. Brian Parker. I don't know, today it might be Mrs. Brian Parker. I think I got Medea on the other end of that microphone. Hello. Um, we, we, Hello. Dude, you took the wig off. Keep the damn wig on. You don't have enough hair, you don't have enough hair not to have the wig on. Anyway, and then I'm going to introduce um, the chair of businesses and economic committees and all, and, 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 and political packs. Okay, I over-exaggerated. I have Bob from Nassau, the uh, conservative who's anonymous. So since Brian has changed his hair and his look, Bob, are you going to change that back? I might for next week. Because <laughs> you see you got a little bit of competition. It and, will and, be a and, different bag. I'll get a different color bag, that's all. And, and Rob Arnold, for a person who insists on being heard, when are you going to be seen? Mm. Well, it's uh, the the camera function on this. This is a new laptop, and I just didn't have any need to use the camera. And when I did go to use the camera, it keeps telling me that it's not activated. And I, you know, fished around for an answer to that for a bit, and then. You know, I got a friend who is an ace with these sorts of things. I just haven't connected with him yet. The Republican. The Republicans always have an answer, even if it doesn't make sense. Well, there's nothing that didn't make sense about that answer or any other answer out of my mouth or much of any other Republican. <laughs> so, That's um, debatable. Uh, what's, Cherokee, what's her first name again, please? Judy. Oh, her name is Judy Nikovitz. Okay. Doctor. So, a podcast uh, called Vibe has interviewed Dr. Judy, I'm going to call her Dr. Judy, and she spoke for an hour and 45 minutes on this podcast. She talked about how we all have viruses within us because that's part of the human body. Whether we have flu viruses or we have 
you know, polio or this or that, we all have it in us. But if the immune system is active, the body knows how to handle that. Discussions were made in the podcast about food that we're eating that is not giving us nutrients. Uh, being told to wear masks, which requires us to breathe back in the CO2 that we're breathing out, which means that if a person is not breathing in oxygen, a person is probably dying. So she was essentially saying, stop wearing the masks, interact with people. Now, some people are immune compromised. And therefore, the world has went into panic and pandemonium. We are arresting people on beaches. We are pulling them off of trains. We are kicking them off of buses because they're not wearing masks. We are treating them like the redheaded stepchild. Get out <laughs> of the house. We don't want you here. You don't belong. So if one has a mask that breaks, one cannot purchase in a store. And if one can't afford a mask, and if one isn't given a mask, one cannot be served. Cherokee, does any of this sound familiar to you at all, at any point in history? In history? Um, not really. I, I, I have concerns because I'm a severe asthmatic, and, and I wear a mask, and I know that when I'm walking in the street, I can't breathe. So, um, you know, I've heard her podcast. I still wear the mask, I wear gloves um, because I'm trying to protect others and myself, like they say, but I'm not sure that it actually really works. Yeah. Rob, I mean, Rob I think Arnold. social distancing might work. I think that that's, that's okay. I don't okay. know if the mask is really necessary. I'm really not sure. I'm pretty sure. Are you? I'm, okay. I'm pretty okay. sure because, you know, I have a lot now, of empirical data. Let, 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 Rob, before I jump to you, let me check in with my co-host because his point of view usually challenges my own. Samuel Kachera, I sent you the link. Did you listen to it? I didn't. And your but, thoughts? Uh, but, you did not. I, I did not. I didn't have the, the chance to. And I, at the end of it, at the end of my day, I forgot to listen. But, uh, but I'm familiar with the woman. I'm I'm sorry. Um, you're familiar with the woman. Yeah. Okay. Don't ever accuse anyone on this panel of shortchanging the right. Of shortchanging the right. No, me. Don't ever accuse us of shortchanging the right. Because so, he didn't, he didn't look at the video. You mean because he didn't listen to the podcast? That doesn't mean I'm not familiar with her. And I right. There were there were videos. I understand what you're, what you're talking about. Right. Well, I wanted to discuss what was said in the podcast. So what do you know about the woman that you didn't listen to? She made a few claims. Um, okay. like, like, like when you wear the mask and you're breathing, you, when you exhale, you're exhaling the CO2. And when you exhale the CO2 into the mask, that you're killing yourself, as you said earlier, right? She's not the yeah. first one to say this. Right. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. When you, when you exhale the CO2, as the air goes in, the air goes out. It is not blocked. The CO2 is not any larger particles or, or molecules than the air coming in. So the air goes out. The CO2 goes out. Maybe not all the CO2 goes out. Some remains. It's not enough to kill you. It's not even close enough to kill you. You need a lot of CO2 to kill you. You are not going to be killed by whatever you're exhaling into the mask. Okay. Now, if you're asthmatic and you're having difficulty breathing, I'm, I, I guess I, I can't make any statement about that. If you are, then you are. 
right? Oh no, it, I wear the mask it anyway. It doesn't mean that you're killing yourself. There's I not enough CO2. No, it, it won't kill I'm you. It's just unhealthy. So. Wearing the mask since March. I'm not. I, I, I like this. I like this. Hold on, hold on. I like this. There's not enough CO2 to kill you. Right. But one breathes oxygen. So the first thing that one should be doing is trying to get the maximum amount of oxygen to remain healthy. The bleach won't kill you and fluoride won't kill you if you use it in small amounts. But we put fluoride in our drinking water to purify it. And we put bleach in certain places to cleanse. So we're now at the point in our society where Purell is jumping in value. It is now the black market item. We are now six feet apart. And I'd like to, I, I'd like to go to Rob. Rob Arnold, you're a business owner. And from what I understand, you own a landscaping business. That's so right. let's say that... My name is Rob Arnold, and I'm doing a job in Livingston, New Jersey. Uh, and we're working on a, a half of an acre. We're doing the landscaping, blah, blah, blah. And I've decided I'm going to hire day labor because I'm not going to keep these regular people on my payroll, but I can use them. I can pick them up, you know, with the, the immigrants or whatever. I can utilize the day labor. How? does one possibly do the work that you do being six feet apart from somebody? Would you explain? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not possible. I, I, I think, I mean, it's possible in certain instances, but it's not possible on a continuum. Uh, I'm going to say that Cherokee is correct that the six foot distancing does make some sense um, only in that this is a smaller droplet than say the comet flu or other viruses. And if it's smaller, that means it stays airborne longer. Um, but as far as the face, and, and, and as far as distancing, I don't know how much that good that does. I think it makes some sense on some level, like I just pointed out, but I'm not sure that it really is saving any lives. The masks I know are not saving lives. It, it's, if they were actually effective in preventing the spread of this disease and they were saving human life, it would be a law, not some mandate from a governor here and there in the blue states. Okay. Uh, so, Rob, Rob, hold on, hold on, hold on. One last thing. Hold on, forget the, one the, mask, the mask is saving, and the reason why is if you are wearing the proper mask. The proper mask is the surgical ones that doctors are wearing. Right, right. so number one, if you're wearing you that one. cloth mask, like what Cuomo says, everybody can just, just throw on a cloth around your face and call it a day. If it's like that, you're not doing yourself any good. No, because in terms of getting... I don't like, know we need any of them. I don't know we need any of them. Fauci has already said this. He said but it's if just... You're wearing, if you're wearing the surgical mask, then you're doing yourself good, a good deed because if a surgeon's going to wear it in the operating room, for example, yeah, he is preventing anything from your body... Because he's got his hands inside of somebody's guts. Um, I, I'm not a surgeon. I don't, I'm not cutting anybody open and I don't need a damn mask, period. Oh, but, but that's designed for any bacteria or viruses that are floating around, whether it be in your body or on your skin. Right. I've got my own antibodies. I'm not worried about any of this. None of this phases me at all. But you might not I, have I, the correct antibodies. It ain't no thing but a chicken wing. And, yeah. and, and I'll oh. tell you, we, we Rob, you might be right, but I lost quite a few friends. And well, the thing of it is, I'm saying, that's not from not wearing masks. That's supposition. I'm okay. saying also that, that oh, I don't know. They didn't come back and tell me what was up. Now, hold on. 
H1N1 swine flu killed a whole lot more people than this one. Well, wait a minute. Now, hold on. Hold on, guys. We're doing it again. Mm-hmm. Billy threw sand in my eye, so I threw his lunchbox at him. This has nothing to do with a play box, a sandbox. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about with Billy. <laughs> of course you don't. Of, 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 of course you don't, because on the right, when someone engages in poor behavior or comes short of the goal, we say, but so-and-so in 1981 did the same exact thing before Reagan became president. Come on, um, it's about, and Hillary come on. Clinton, she's, she's such a witch, bitch, snitch, uh, kabit. Let's uh, go current. Let's go current. Let's go current events, may I? Let's yes. go current events, may I? Please. I okay. have three questions. May I get one? Get, get on, brother. Get on, because right. I'm going to need a break today. All right, let's do it. All right. Let's start with Joe Biden. All yes. Right? Mr. Joe Biden recently said on the air something about if you ain't, if you can't decide who to vote for, Trump or him, you ain't black. True. So, yeah, that was it. How do y'all feel about that? True. I think that that was something a black person said to him and he repeated it and he sounded like an ass. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. think that's exactly what happened. Exactly. Right? I think that's exactly so, what but happened. It's, but it's true. But that's uh, not true at all. It's dumbass. You well, you're not black. I second the American. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't. I don't even know what gives you the fucking right to even tell me that. Rob, the even... Negroes are ganging up on you today. I don't yeah. know how you can let that come out of your fucking mouth. You need a lot more of you than to, to, to win with me. Um, it, it was an asinine thing for Joe Biden to say. Well, you don't tell me as a black man that I can't. Oh yeah. That oh yeah. Story. How about the fact that if Dr. Martin Luther King was a Republican, it would be one today. How about the fact that the Democrats that started the KKK? It was the Democratic Party on, that founded and funded the KKK. It was the Democratic Party who fought to keep their slaves. 40, 50 years ago, if you were black in America, you wouldn't have been caught dead as a Democrat. So somehow, oh, what happened? You had FDR with his New Deal. You had John F. Kennedy grabbing the mantle. And you have Bill Clinton running around playing his saxophone and playing black members of the American family like a fiddle. Look, the Republicans are much more for blacks than Democrats. Now, now, hold on, guys, guys. I can't argue that. I can't. It, Rob actually is making Still a lot true. of sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. and, and, and if you're looking for a debate, you're not going to get it from Devereaux. Nope. Um, here's the concern. The concern is, is that Joe Biden made a statement that makes him sound entitled to the black right. vote. Correct. Right. You're taking and it as, for granted. And as people of color, you know, um, the mindset is, on, if I may, on the left side, the mindset is that he was going to pick, I believe, Amy Adams from Georgia. Did I get the name correct? The Stacey. woman who ran for the governor of Georgia. Stacey Adams. Stacey Adams. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, there goes my dyslexia, and maybe an Alzheimer's is slowly coming in. Stacey <laughs> Adams, I, I, my, my Georgian sister, I apologize to you. And that means Georgia the state, not the country, for the listeners, you know, because I know y'all want to go and try to call me out on um, Facebook. But... <laughs> He wants Amy uh, Kobachar. Now we've got that whole situation of her being the Minnesota Attorney General. Joe right. Biden, don't do it, brother. Don't do it. Yep, don't do it. Don't do it. Won't don't work. do it. You're, dig nope. you're digging that grave. Don't get, run, don't Joe, get in run. the hole because they're going to go dirt on you. Oh, Come Donald on. Trump is going to get so much of the black vote as it is. You know, Biden may as well just throw in the Shit. towel. Hey, please. Well, the smarter black Americans. 
Americans are going to vote. Uh, oh, uh, oh so I'm a dumbass black American. I didn't say you are. I said that the well, smart that person. Well, I ain't voting for him, so I must not be smart. You're not as smart as they. <laughs> okay. You're just misinformed, Brian. That's all. Listen, Mar 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 Marky, let me, let me tell you why he was right to an, to an extent. Think about this. When we had the first couple of primaries and Joe wasn't winning, uh, Bernie was winning and everybody else was winning, Joe looked like he was dead in the water. How did Joe rebound? Joe because they all pulled out. I, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Rob. I, I was one second, Rob. I thought one you were second. asking the question. No, 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 no. The, re, the way that he rebounded was that yeah. they started having primaries in more diverse uh, states, which carried more black and brown votes. Joe was dead in the water. What brought Joe back out and what eventually got him all of these uh, uh, delegates? I don't know. The others, black actually, the others votes, pulled yes. out, Brian. The so, others pulled out. Oh, Brian, so you, as you, he was gaining delegates, Rob, no, they just no, no, they out pulled because, out and they no, ganged they up on Bernie. They were out well before, and in fact, that whole movement was a no, package by the DNC. So, they were so ganging they, up on Bernie. They pulled <laughs> out when they started seeing the tide change. No, right. no, no, no. When they started no. seeing that, when Buttigieg saw that, hey, I'm, I'm going to keep pulling white right votes. I'm not right going to pull any black votes. They started to realize that I do not have a clear path. It was it, it was a ba it was a backroom deal between the front runners. They all went out at the exact same time and gave gave the uh, rise to Biden to the nomination. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> you have all those people running the marathon. How mm -hmm. the hell do you know who's a front runner when you're looking at a bunch of people in a group? Exactly. So no, they were front runners at the moment, and they all got out at the same time. Okay. But, you know, but only 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 one person made it over heartbreak hell, and that was Joe Biden. Okay, yeah, they so you think most. that that that, uh, that strengthens? Does that strengthen his point, Brian? No. Do you no, think it's that's not? It's, it's, it was an artful, and it was stupid, and it was boneheaded to say certain things. You think in your head should not come out of your damn mouth. No, no, no. Hold right. on, hold on. But we all that's have right. a right to our opinion here. Even if you don't oh. agree, we all have a right to our opinion. Right. And, 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 and I said you would say that about Joe Biden and a Democrat. Go on. Continue. I'm going to get um, you. When they loot, we shoot. I'm sorry. <laughs> shoot. Oh, yep. oh, oh. Well, yeah. I just dropped my okay. gold mic yeah. down, but I don't uh, want to have to buy another. How about, how about stop looting? Then that's justified. According to Marquis, that's justified. He's allowed What's to justify. When they loot, they shoot. That's justified? Okay, so let me, say, to let me say this. Let According me say to Marquis. Okay, let me say this. Hmm. I'm a very opinionated guy. <laughs> and as no. such, it is no. a great deal of effort to get people that don't agree with me to come on to the show. Mm, that, makes me, that makes me a uniter because I'm trying to build my business, which means that I need people that may see something that I don't see. Correct. I don't need my commander in chief to be a divider, Samuel. I'm sorry. I need him to unite. When He's you put divided. out, when He's you not put dividing out the left is. If I may, if I may, no. when you put out incendiary commentary, you what you are doing is throwing a firecracker into gasoline and watching it blow up. Okay, I got a question. He sounds like a thug. When they loot, we shoot. What? You said he sounds like a thug. You're saying that yep. he's dividing the people. 
All right, let's put it, this is the general question to all of you. Let's put it into a different context, right? If you have a business, if you're owning your own business and in your business, you can only find one salesperson to do that job for your company. And this salesperson just takes you from zero to hero, making sale after sale after sale, something that you yourself put them there to do, him mm -hmm. or her. Put them there do me a favor, relate, relate the analogy because I need yet, to know who this Not person. yet, not yet. Come on Just with listen Sam. to the question. Okay. Yeah? Okay, so come on, Keita. That business of yours is booming, mm -hmm. right? But for some reason, for some strange reason, on a personal level, you just don't like your salesman. Would you hurt your business, get rid of your salesman, and try to find either A, someone to replace, or for you to do it yourself, but would you try to, would you take the risk of letting your business drop, the mm -hmm. income drop substantially? Well, and let's see. Let's let's see. Let's let's okay, what Samuel. Let's let's ask the Depends entrepreneurs on, on the panel. Bobby from Nassau, you're an entrepreneur. How many employees have you gotten rid of in the past? Hey, six wait, months? wait, 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 wait a minute. Why wait? What are we waiting? I just for? asked a question. I'd like an answer. I think it's an important question, and then I'm going to relate it to current events. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, right on. Well, let's let's relate it to my brother. Let's relate it to a, uh, the, conservative, the anonymous conservative. Let me get the question out again. You oh, have okay, a company. Your company. Oh, come on, we all know the uh, question, Sam. A particular <laughs> self. <laughs> I want to hear the question. <laughs> Shut him down. Shut him down. Go ahead, Sam. It, I want to hear you. Your your company requires a particular salesperson in order to build and to become successful. And there's like one in a million and you find that one and he takes your company from zero to hero. Mm -hmm. Now, if your company is doing so well, but for whatever reason in your, in your space, you have a personal issue with this guy, with this man or female, mm -hmm. you have a personal issue. Would you get rid of this person and start your business all over looking for this one in a million type of a person? Or would you set us, would you keep personal out of it, remain and let business proceed? What would so you do with your business? I understood your question initially. I'm going to let, I, I like, I'd like Bobby to answer it first. I believe that Rob is also an entrepreneur. Cherokee is an entrepreneur. I'd like You're an entrepreneur and I am. So I think I'm going to answer last. Bobby, go ahead. Well, there you go. Uh, personally, I don't have employees. I'm self-employed. Now I do train and recruit people, but they fire themselves. <laughs> you can understand what I'm talking about. This is yes, what I'm talking about. Let's try to about. keep it in context. Right. This, is, this is a what if scenario. Try to keep it in that context. Hypothetical. hypothetical. Right. In that hypothetical, obviously you'd keep the person on because you don't want to go broke. That's not right. obvious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course it is. Wait, you're going to look for the one in a million again, the needle in the haystack? Just well, I, don't, you don't, I, I don't believe that there's only a one in a million. Yeah, there's a one in a million. But if that particular person took your company from zero to hero, right. and now you're, you're over the moon, you're, you're totally satisfied with sales and everything, yeah? So, would you so, getting rid of this person and starting over? Could mean selling your soul? I don't know. I'd have to think about no, it. No, as long as they're not what breaking the law, that's, an employee, company, that's a great employee. Yeah, as long as they're not breaking the law. It's very obvious that personal likes and dislikes do not, um, do not uh, 
rub out the, the notion, do not trump, shall we say. Well, well there's the, a few uh, inspector generals that would disagree not, with you. Right. What's personal, that? Personal there's a few inspector generals out there that would disagree with you. So let's, so let's, no, let's, let's not break the Cherokee again. Cherokee, what did you say? I said, um, in business, personal, personal disagreements should not interfere with the business of the company. You try it's to balance that out. Awesome answer. Awesome answer. Brian, how do you feel about that? Yeah. It depends. If it flows what? into the, if it, if, if it flows into the business and it causes your reputation to be bad, you're looking at everything from a, a financial standpoint. What happened to the reputation of your business? Well, if your well, nobody's business has got a good reputation. That goes on behind closed doors, first of all. Look, the way Sam couched it, it was basically it's a personal thing. You don't like the right. way they well, talk. No, he, he gave you one point that salesman was good at bringing you in revenue. And he also said that but, for whatever reason, but, you don't much like it personally. But is there a trade-off in your reputation and in your okay, standing? So assuming, if the company is soaring, it's got a good reputation for crying that's out loud. That's not true. So Amazon has a make reputation? No. Everybody well, seems speak. to be on there. Let's assume, let's assume the reputation of the company is doing good as well. The reputation, well, that's how you're making good sales, yeah? You gotta, you gotta give that. Right. Financially, success does not mean that you're good. That's true. But typically speaking, your reputation is going to be fine if you're soaring high. Typically speaking, you know, if you got a giant, be, but not necessarily. Not, not necessarily. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's what I'm saying. All right, all right. That's why I said it. That's why I said it depends. Trump is well, a perfect example of that. Right. Okay, yeah, but what he, is Trump an example Sam of couched it. It was about a personal dislike. And if that's what we're looking at, a personal dislike, and the person is doing a fantastic job for you, why would you fire them? You have to get over yourself and, and be professional. Well, Samuel, do you, mind if I, do you mind if I tag in here? Go ahead. Please. Rob Arnold, we had a discussion about six weeks ago. And you know, maybe it was a little bit longer, maybe it was eight to 10. And you said to me, you know, Marquis, when I first met you, I thought you were an asshole or you were a dick. Those were your words. No, and not exactly. You, okay. <laughs> asshole was one of them. That's okay. I, I, I'm, a big boy, I'm a big boy. I can handle criticism. Uh, and so what you said to me was, and then when I listened to the show, I heard it completely differently. And then I understood why you do what you do. And I respected you for saying that because you took the time to listen instead of being in the middle of the storm. And which is why I encourage people to listen to the show. So yeah, to answer Sam, okay, so to answer Samuel's question, my personality yeah. is extremely abrasive as the host of this show because it has to be. I'm an executive. I don't have time to uh, assuage people's egos. I don't have time to hear the story about your three kids. There's a time and a place to hear that, maybe when we're having lunch, maybe at the company party, maybe if you have an emergency and you need immediate time off, you say, I'm having a family emergency. But too many of us bring personal into the workplace. So right. myself, as an example, I piss people off every day and they piss me off every day. And what I do is something I learned from a uh, shoe store that's no longer in business it's called Tomacan. And Tom McCann taught me that if you are having a problem with a sale, before you let the customer walk out the door, you turn the sale over to another. And that person uses a different approach. As an executive, 
Samuel's here because Samuel sees something that I don't see. Cherokee's here because she has a perspective that I don't have. Bob is here because Bob knows things that I don't know. Rob is here because Rob will say things that I will not. And I don't need to speak about Nyerka or, 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 or um, Brian, Brian, because I think, my, I think my point is clear. So if they're effective at their job, then you find a way to check your ego and you find a way to create a buffer so that you're not interacting with that person, which and is why I have managed. And you have to have teamwork. You so know, then right. what, you're saying is, what you're saying is the personal is separate. Let the business ride on. Absolutely. Right. Right on. Okay. Now, now let me bring that into politics. Mm-hmm. Before the pandemic or pandemic, before Planned it happened. It's a pandemic. That's right. Okay. Fair enough. Before it happened, the corporation of America was doing extremely well, but everyone still does not like the salesman the corporate executive, yeah? You all need to check everything at the door as Marquis just said it, and let the man do his job. I'd like to hear an it, opinion on that. He's okay. gonna navigate us, he's gonna navigate us through the attack on our homeland from the CCP. And once he navigates us through this horrible moment we're in, we're gonna so, see the United States economy, the US economy is very tightly coiled spring. It's gonna blast like a rocket ship. And I say by midsummer, we're going to be pretty much out of the woods by the end of the summer. Happy days. We'll be here again. Okay. And I, and I'm going to jump in guys. Um, I appreciate Sam, the analogy that you use. Salespeople are known to be the most difficult people in business to, uh, to hire and to train because they're, they're essentially unmanageable. (laughs) If they have a methodology that works for them, they choose to stick to it, and it mm-hmm. may not feel it may, may not fit in with the corporate mission or methodology. Or it but, has because the business is rising. Okay, as- but if there, but so as a salesperson, and I mentioned Tom McCann. Tom McCann was the only company that I worked for. Uh, it was a number two store, and it was the only company that I worked for where I was not the top salesperson. So, this is not me bragging. I'm just telling you what my track record is. You can't brag about being the lowest. I'm sorry? That would be sarcastic. You can't brag about being the lowest salesperson. <laughs> this is true. This is true. The point that I'm trying to make is that um, when, you're the t- when you're the top salesperson, people are always coming after you because they want to make your money. But as an executive, mm-hmm. I've hired salespeople that have come <laughs> out to my face and told me, someday I want your position. Well, absolutely. And that's, yeah, and, and that's okay. And, yeah, I've got to tell you, Marquis, what, what drives a lot of that is that word I said earlier, jealousy. Now, everyone here probably knows that, or at least anyone in New York, like Cherokee, and most of us probably know the newspaper AM New York. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's the controlled circulation to give it out at the subways. It's in the boxes everywhere. Um, I joined that. Which just recently merged with Metro, by the way. So they're That's now- That's exactly right. The Newsday is out of the equation. Um, the guy that launched that newspaper was a guy by the name of Russell Pergamon. And he and I became fast friends. I, I, I joined the team there. And within two weeks of my arrival there at AM New York, I blew the doors off of 90% of the sales staff, just like in two weeks. Now, part of that is because the sales manager gives everyone- all the call-ins, that newspaper gets lots of call-ins. 
So anybody, they call in, I'm going to sell them. Now, I sold and ran big ad campaigns for that newspaper. I helped launch that newspaper. I brought in a lot of money to that newspaper. And when you do that, everyone around you is either going to applaud you or hate your guts. And most right. of them are going to hate your guts. Right. One last thing I want to give you. Jack Wiesel, there was a man that they brought on. He's like a Tony Robbins type. And they had him in to give, you know, like a motivational speech to the sales staff. There's like 20 of us. And uh, including manager and every management. And there's, you know, a bunch of us in that big giant conference room. At, after all his speaking and every, everybody's trying to touch him and talk to him. He, I just I shook his hand, said great speech and walked away. He comes to me at my desk and he offers to take me out to lunch. We go out to lunch. I don't know. He talked to Russell, whatever. He wants to sit down with me for lunch. Here's what he said to me at lunch. He asked me this question. Rob, you've got six crabs in the bottom of a bucket. One crab starts crawling up the side of the bucket. What do the other five crabs do? I said, they're going to try and beat them to the top. They're going to compete. He says, no, Rob. They're going to gang up on that crab, and they're going to take him back down. to Pull the crab down. Pull his ass right down. And you're always going to be the crab climbing the side of the bucket, and they're always going to try and gang up and pull you down. Guys like you, that's what happens. And I got it. I got it. And it's like there's nothing you can say to assuage anything. Just do what you do. Do it the best you can. And if you're a top sales rep, you're a top sales rep. There's lots of crabs. But let's go back to Sam's question. Samuel's question. Let's go back because I would like to hear Cherokee respond to it. Uh, And I would like to hear Brian respond to it as well. So Cherokee, now that you've heard the example that I've given, and then I really- And I got cut off. I didn't even finish, but yeah, Cherokee. And I've related related it to the Corporation of America and our, our CEO is our top salesman building up the country. Now, how do you feel about it? What do you, what do you think about having Trump as your leader? I, I still don't. I disagree. Don't like him. How do you feel about him doing his job? I don't think that doing his job has anything to do with my needs and, and in, in, in the spectrum of the collective for real. And, right. and or people that are like me. The job that he's doing, how do you feel about it? We know, that the, think... we know that the country has increased in, in, in value, the revenue being taken in. We know that he's doing this job is in terms of, well, as Brian said, the finances. So the finances have improved. The world around the U.S. takes note of that. The world around then we the should have credited Obama for the foundation and the continuation. You will always um, say, I'm not listening to you guys. Right don't want to give the man credit. I, no, I, no, we were in the doldrums. We're not. We're not talking about Obama right now. I get that. Right. I'm going to say to you that I don't think. I think that Trump has done damage to some things that are, that were put in place to right. help people the that reputation. are lower income and and disenfranchised. I think so that there are th- that, and I I have a problem with that. I so think you. that the things that he's doing that are good serve the privilege they don't serve me lowest unemployment rate for black america in our history oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry rob smith but i'm a black american and i'm not being hired yes so so what does that got to do with the stat i just gave it's the lowest black unemployment rate ever you're one guy but there's a lot more people no one no one counted me what blacks are you talking about though are you talking about about the the, the, um, Department of Labor Statistics. That's what we're talking about here. Okay, one second, one second. I, I, I want to say something into that because I've been in the realm that I've never wanted to be before, but I had to go to public assistance. 
and through public assistance because I worked, Sorry. I went, I went, I went to the work program. And in the work program, I have never seen so many people get a public assistance because they were getting jobs. And I'm talking about good paying jobs, getting okay. paid over $15 an hour. And there okay. was a security who was leading us to different rooms. And she was even excited. She's like, go into this room because here they have jobs in which you could get paid more than $15 an hour. Look at me, I already have a job. Meaning that she was already, she was, before she was there, she was unemployed. And she must have been getting paid good because she was happy. So that was one difference. Another difference is that I'm not finished yet. I come from, I'm in the fashion industry. During the Obama administration, the fashion industry fell apart one month at a time. Yeah, a lot of industry did, yeah. Well, that has a lot to do with product coming from China. And we're talking about currently, currently, I am freelancing, and even as the pandemic was coming in on the last day where people were getting ready, I got two phone calls from an agency for they wanted my resume. So I'm like, it, it was left in the air because we, we, got, um, we had to stay at home. So I'm here thinking maybe they'll call me after everybody goes back to work. But I have not suffered through this period freelancing, which is, is very hard to do if the economy is bad. And one more thing, a lot of the companies that you work for, like big corporations, you are able to now invest in those companies, which was something that had gone away. Now, That's if you a very a big corporation yeah. full time, you could invest in that company. Very good, very, very good point. And, 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 and I'm agreeing with you, Nyorka, because when I moved to New York City, I worked for Marriott International. I wasn't in the union at the Marriott in Boston because they stopped allowing people into the union. I came to the Marriott Marquis Hotel. They didn't even want to hire me as a full-time employee. They said, we want to bring you on as a buyout, which means that immediately I lose my benefits, and which means they send me to different hotel properties essentially as freelance. So I went from being a full-time employee to transferring to another property and they were opening up new hotels and I had to apply as a new employee. So unions do serve a purpose. Unfortunately, so many unions are, 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 so many unions are compromised by special special interests, absolutely. Union bosses are as greedy as any captain of industry. And dues that are that are that are are, are that, that crater, you know, someone's budget. Um, but 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 Sam, I want to go back to what you said because I know you wanted to ask one more question. Um, the problem is is that if you're going to be a good salesperson, then everything is based upon reputation. The problem is, is that internationally, the reputation of the United States is compromised. Wrong. How? And so Wrong. now you have people that are uncomfortable about doing business with us. Wrong. And they're going back and they're speaking poorly. When people cannot speak to your face, what they say behind your back, that means there's a breakdown in the relationship. And Wrong. as a business person, relationships are everything even if i don't get along with you it's called diplomacy diplomacy and what is what allows people that don't have the same point of view to find a common understanding okay all right okay name one country that we have a breakdown in business with name one country and its leader other than china 
Germany. Germany. So you think that Merkel hates Trump and is therefore problematic to his reputation and our reputation as a country? You're asking me what I think. Merkel is trying to clean up a mess. Well, there, a mess. What's that got to do with yeah. those European? Those those European Union allies are looking at us much differently. Well, they're looking at us differently from one who bows to Arab kings and one who tells Arab kings where to go and how to get there. Okay, one second. Yurka, you wanted to add something? I'm sorry. I said, I have whispers that Merkel stepped down. Yeah, there's some, I've heard some rumblings. Yeah. Look it up. Yep, there's some rumblings. There's some rumblings. She's right. And and listen, I'm sorry. If If I had to deal with an ally as large as the United States that is so mercurial as him, I would have probably stepped down my damn self. But you know what? She did what she had to do. She was She's in been there for, there for years. Huh? She's been there for years and years and years. Probably it is time for her to step down. Yeah. But I'm going to say that you can't point to any one leader that's talking behind his back and that therefore he's damaging our reputation internationally. No. Brian, Brian Parker, am I missing something? Are they not listening well, to this? What about movie? Bobby? I haven't heard from Bobby. Oh. And, and Bob, I'm going to get to Bobby. Go ahead, Brian. I mean, did, did we all not hear uh, Trudeau, Johnson? Apparently uh, not. <laughs> all of them sitting there talking about uh, him going in front of the camera saying a bunch of dumb shit? Well, I think Trudeau, okay, there, good one right there. That's what I was asking for, a point in case. Trudeau does not much like Trump, but it's not about that. It's about Trump doesn't like Trudeau. <laughs> oh, so that makes all the difference. Well, we're the superpower, and 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 Donald Trump is not taking all that wussy You're ass. Absolutely stuff. right. I'm the biggest monster. car on the road, so I should have a right to run every other car off the road. No, it's not about running them off the road. It's about getting them to drive smoothly with you. If you're not going to drive smoothly with, you're going to go ahead and nip at his heels. This He's not, is true. Not playing. They keep poking the bear. Measuring contest. Uh, hold on. You can't, you can't drive no, down not. the road. You can't, okay, R- Rob, you can't drive down the road with your door open, with your siren uh, on, screaming out the window and think that you can drive a straight line. Bobby from Nassau, I know you want to add something. We're down to three minutes. I'm okay. Just, uh, I'm enjoying YouTube debating each other. Great. Let me finish, let me finish on Germany. Thanks. Germany, Merkel. Merkel does not like Trump personally, just like everybody Got it, got it, three minutes. Germany doesn't like Trump on a personal level. Nobody likes Trump on a personal level. But everybody has to respect them because of the job that he's doing. He is a great leader. You have to take that into account. Now, he's a great leader. Why? Let me give you a proof, uh, case in point about Merkel. Merkel, uh, uh, Merkel is, she joined the EU. She joined, uh, what's it Bitchy called? Bitch. What's the, 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 the uh, European the, Union. She's no, a witch. It's not the EU. It's uh, like a NATO or some shit. They joined the NATO, but that was designed to protect all of those countries, all the countries that are involved, their members, all the countries involved from the enemy, like that being Russia, for example. Right. When Trump um, got the gas line in place, got everything in place, got all these, all the natural resources being produced from locally from here. Yeah. Merkel turns around and starts buying her gas and energy from Russia. Why would she buy it from, from the enemy? knowing that she joined NATO to be protected from the enemy. That's just trying to slap Trump in the face. That was right. There's so a she, lot of vindictiveness. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. But, but, poor decisions, poor decisions because of personal reasons, right? I don't like the man personally, so therefore I'm not going to do business with him. 
Yeah, really? So now it's very difficult to do business with. No, not if you play it straight. Just play the card straight. Which means that's what the hell he says. But go ahead. Yeah, All kind right. of, kind of. Now, as you said, Marquis, she's trying to clean up a mess. As Narika said, mess. as Narika said, she's stepping down because of her mess. Because right. she tried to slap Trump in the face and it all backfired. Their, their, their outbreaks are bad. Um, they were having immigra- uh, uh, illegal immigration problems. Refugee. They yeah. many problems. They've got massive <laughs> cultural problems in there from the illegal uh, refugees. Right. They, it, was a, it was an enormous human refugee crisis. It was okay. a human refugee okay. crisis. So, so when people are hungry, they tend to wander where there's food and money so that they can work and eat. You stop. You're but it's illegal. And if, and if I'm, and guys, if I'm stop. starving, if I'm starving, I might be desperate and have to rob a store. And guess what? In a country called Chile, some people were so hungry they were eating people. You well, have- that cannibalism is not limited to Chile. <laughs> Sam's making a really good point. This is not about people being hungry. That's just okay. Marquis trying to be Marquis. Right. It's it's yeah. The the host the host is so snarky, and he he thinks he's funny, but he's really not. And he leans left. How the hell can anyone get a word in edgewise because he's always talking? And that is why we have a minute left, and I'm going to close out the show. <laughs> First, before you close out the show, I just want to I want to thank I want to thank everyone for the <laughs> opinions regarding that last question that I asked, because I would I would implore that you all who are personally against Trump, just stop, take a minute and think about the job that he's doing. Let the man do his job. However you feel about him personally, no one is questioning that at all. I'm just putting that out there. No problem. As as long as he doesn't say there are good Nazis, I'll be fine. He doesn't say there's good Nazis. Never said that. He never once said that there's good Nazis. Nothing even remotely like that. He didn't. I, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Verbal Assault live stream. This political podcast is so fiery, it's so fresh, and it's for you. Make sure you're contributing to Patreon, Twitch, or Anchor, where you can keep us going and we can... Oh, my, my, my uh, production manager is sending me tomorrow's subject. And when we can keep doing what we're doing. Uh, so let's talk about Thursday's subject. Economic lockdown, bad statistics or terrible information purposely used for political gain. My co-host likes to do the longer questions. I keep it concise, but I love him. Um, with that being said, we want to thank you all for tuning in. Make sure that you're not only listening, but you're subscribing. So whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, subscribe. Follow Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok. Subscribe. Follow. Like. Bye. Every day. For-